Well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We're back on the Divine Intervention after possibly the longest break in Divine Intervention history. Craig, do you think that's the case, or have we gone longer? I mean, we we kind of this is kind of our thing. We get hot on it for a minute, and then we don't talk to each other for about a year. It seems like so. I know we talked about midseason, and I said I don't want to jinx anything. Michigan's got a good streak going right now. I don't want to open my big yapper and cause them a win. So we didn't, and it still didn't turn out the way we wanted it at the end of the year. But, yeah, good to be back. It's good to be back. We can uh, wind down a good 2018 season. One more episode here talking about the Michigan Bowl game, obviously, on on everybody's minds. Basketball's on everyone's minds, too. That's easier and more fun to talk about, I guess, sometimes with how well the Wolverines are are playing. But obviously with this bowl matchup against Florida, uh, second bowl matchup against Florida in the last four years, and the third matchup uh, against Florida in that same time period as the Wolverines opened the season against Florida a year ago, uh, beating the Gators, who went on to have a, a pretty terrible season, I guess you could say. Um, what came out of that is Jim McElwain joined the Wolverine staff, and he's already gone uh, on to CMU. So lots has changed since Florida and Michigan last played. But in my opinion, this game against Florida, no matter if people are excited or, or bored, there's been some fans I've seen on Wolverine Sounds who uh, literally say that they, you know what, I'm not even going to watch, which I guess I won't, wouldn't call you a fan if you're not going to watch, unless it's an emergency or some other situation pre-planned. But if you're just mad that it's the Florida Gators, then maybe check yourself, uh, reevaluate uh, your fandom, and, and maybe go cheer for another team. Anyway, I think this game is a must-win. I think that the main reason is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh need an 11-win season, uh, something that hasn't been done since Brady Hoke's first year when they won the Sugar Bowl. Uh, kind of a kind of an odd year that was, and then honestly, just something that hasn't happened a lot in recent Michigan history, getting that 11 win mark. So, I think that this is a must-win game, and will do a lot for the Wolverines moving forward. Yeah, I think so too. I think the mindset that you know this is a boring game or whatever those people think, I don't really understand it either because we're going to play an SEC school um, with some pretty good history. And the fact that we're playing them for the third time in how many ever years, yeah, that's a kind of a an annoying thing, I guess. But it's two good programs that are playing for a meaningful bowl game. Um, I guess if you want to go back to playing Kansas State in the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl with Shane Morris as your quarterback, I guess you can go back to those days. But I'm going to look forward, and I'm going to. Um, you know, I'm going to look forward to this game. And I think you're right. I think it's a must-win game, especially the way that the season ended with Ohio State. Um, you know, it was really easy during the Ohio State game, at least for me, to look at it and just start picking apart all the negatives and forget how many wins this team had put together and, you know, maybe what the expectations were coming into the year. Uh, I don't know that anybody expected them to be where they were with the opportunity to go to the Big Ten Championship game on the line at the end of the year. Um, obviously, that was the case. And I think all in all, it was an awesome year. And if they can get another win in this bowl game, um, an even better year, if they don't win this game, I think it is a bit of a disappointment based on where they were and what they had to play for with two games to go. Um, so hopefully they can get this win. 
For me, I'm right with you. There are far worse opponents. There are far worse bowl game opportunities. At the end of the day, this is a New Year's Six Bowl against an SEC team, like you said, a team that's trending up as well uh, with a great head football coach. And for me to, to play in, uh, in a, a new stadium uh, on national television with national noon spotlight, hopefully, I think that that's a big opportunity. And, and honestly, I'm one of those people, anything competitive uh, is a good opportunity. And anytime you have the chance to go out to compete, kind of prove yourselves. And as we know, there's a lot of guys sitting out. Um, but for me, that allows other guys to step up in this game and also step up looking forward to next season. So first, thoughts on uh, the players sitting out, uh, what you think that means specifically for this game? You know, I, I think I can go either way on this. Um I could probably make a case for either way. I hate it, but at the same time, I understand. And who am I to knock these these kids, these men's decision? Um, I'm clearly not an athlete and never going to be in a position where I'm going to have to make that decision. So I'm not going to speak on behalf of the players and say, hey, you should play. I know that just from an outsider's view, it's really easy to say, hey, you've You've played with these guys for how many ever years? This is your team. Go out one more game and finish it. But I also understand, hey, don't get injured um, and lose some draft stock like Jake Butt did. So I I hate it. I hate that guys like Rashawn Gary are not going to play in the Maze and Blue again, even if it's just one more game. Um, but I completely understand, and I don't know that I – I don't know that I'll say I support their decision, um, but I understand it, and I'm not going to say anything negative about them. Uh, for this game specifically, I think it's I think it's big for Michigan because of the fact that there there's so many guys that have already come out and said, "Hey, we're not playing." Um, it obviously paves the way for some of those younger guys, the guys that we're going to see next year and maybe into the future. Um, but it's just kind of a, a tough spot because, like I said, Michigan was rolling along and then they lose to Ohio State and it's like man everybody jumped off the bandwagon this is the worst team ever um all the negative comments just start coming out and then you go from that into well now we're playing Florida again and now these guys aren't playing and it's like the tide has completely shift the momentum that Michigan football had behind them has shifted um and there's just a lot of negative surrounding them at least from a fan standpoint it seems like so I think for these young guys that are stepping in, it's a huge opportunity to maybe win over some fans or, or some coaches even. Um, but it's also kind of a scary spot because if you know Michigan goes out and gets rolled over somehow, um, it's going to be real easy for people to point at guys like Rashawn Gary and say, well, hey, you screwed us over in those last couple games. Um, you know, Ohio State not really doing much, and then the bowl game obviously not playing. So – it's kind of a tough, tough situation. Um, hopefully, the young guys have have prepared well, and um, the older guys, more experienced guys, have prepared them throughout the season to where they can just step right in and maybe not miss a beat. Yeah, it's really important for those young guys, those those players that are looking for some of their first big moment experiences, and, and even guys that have been around for a couple of seasons. I think of a Chris Evans or a Tariq Black. Uh, Black especially, who's had some injury problems. But when I look at it, it's bowl games are so odd now with this trend of players sitting out. Uh, 
even this year, you've got uh, Juwan Bushel Beatty who who announces that he's not going to play today with without a decision, at least at this time of this recording of why, but playing in the East West game. Karan Higdon uh, skipping out, but going to play in a in a postseason game too. Which which those are really important games. Uh, lots of scouts. Those those games are really built to kind of be a, a pre NFL combine for a lot of a lot of athletes, and so. I'm, I'm on and off uh, support the decision that's made because it's not mine. Um, but at the same time, it's tough to, in some cases, uh, more than others, to see guys not play, uh, especially when you feel like there are guys that you really were looking forward to seeing kind of cap off a season. But really, with bowl games now, unless you're in the college football playoff or, or maybe the Rose Bowl or a team who's looking for that first double digit win season or a team trending up like a like a Kentucky or a Syracuse with big opportunities to, to kind of come onto the national stage. It's really just a glorified preseason game with that awkward mix of seniors playing one last time. And so it's on and off. And so where I look is key players returning that can not only make an impact to step up and replace what's lost with people not playing, but can really use that as confidence moving forward. I've mentioned Tariq Black, mentioned Chris Evans. Those are two guys offensively that I really think can make a big impact on this game uh, and then will hopefully make a big impact next year in the 2019 season. So let's focus there. Chris Evans just hasn't gotten as much time because Karan Higdon was playing so well. Uh, True Wilson has been getting some carries as well, plenty of carries in some games. Chris Evans has been in there a lot of third downs. He's had some uh, possessions where he was kind of the lead back in, in a few key games. So let's start with Chris Evans. What do you feel like his opportunity is in this bowl game, and what is his opportunity moving forward? I know we've talked a lot about him in, in the history of this show. Yeah, Chris Evans, um, been a fan of the guy, I think, at times, they maybe don't use him in the right way, and I would love to see him used in almost like a Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers type role where they split him out, um, they get him involved in the pass game some more, but he also can run between the tackles because he's a guy that as soon as he gets into the second level, he can make moves and be real dangerous. Um, maybe not quite as explosive through the line of scrimmage as like a Karan Higdon, Um but once he gets to that second level, he gets to those linebackers and to the secondary, I think he can be really dangerous. So I'd like to see them get him involved in the pass game um, a lot more than they have in the past. We saw at times this year maybe that they wanted to do that, but I think that he could be a really a big key to their offense going forward, especially when you have a dynamic playmaker at the quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, you hit it. I hit the nail right on the head there. Also, I'll just talk about Tariq Black. Tariq Black, who's dealt with injuries back-to-back seasons. You really just wish a full season for the guy uh, of being healthy. And for me, a touchdown catch would uh, be huge for him, uh, something that uh, he's not been able to do consistently throughout his short career. Uh, again, mostly shortened because of injury. And so for him to get into the end zone, I think that's got to feel good for him. It's got to pump up his teammates. And then really just such a dynamic receiving core next year. We can save this for another episode, but just that really that want and that need for Michigan to pass the ball more uh, with the talented receivers 
uh, they have. It's not often that you see those guys, uh, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Tariq Black, even on the field at the same time. You've got guys coming in next year that are going to be speed guys. Ronnie Bell, who showed some awesome things. Oliver Martin. I mean, there's a lot of talent at receiver. And so for Tariq Black to have a, a big game in a bowl game, I think would be big for his confidence moving forward. And then hopefully just wishing him health uh, as he comes back next season, looking to, to be what everybody saw uh, that first year, that, that potential, that raw talent that it brings to the field. So really excited for both Chris Evans uh, and Tariq Black in, in this Peach Bowl. Moving on to the defense, that's where I feel like Michigan will struggle the most because when you don't have Rashawn Gary and Devin Bush playing and we're still uncertain about some other players, those are really key players on the defense. And yes, they've been quiet at times. Uh, there's been games where you've heard little from one of them, if not both. Devin Bush really has made just such an incredible impact on the team. Not that Rashawn Gary hasn't. A lot of people um, zone in on him and he gets uh, double teamed a lot. And so it's harder for him to make an impact. But these are guys that are going to excel at the next level. Uh, and they're going to leave huge holes, in my opinion. And so just focusing, though, really a Rashawn Gary's position, Chase Winovich, who will ultimately uh, be gone after the season. I look at guys like Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson, who've seen time, but not consistently enough to prove themselves. And I think that they could honestly have monster games, even against a uh, pretty good Florida offensive line. Yeah, I think so too. I think the opportunity is there. And I think that um, Don Brown's going to have those guys ready to go. Greg Madison's going to have those guys ready to go. Um, I think that, personally, I think that Devin Bush not being in the lineup is going to be the biggest blow, and you kind of said that too. Um, I think that he just made so many plays, maybe just from being on the field in general, uh, maybe not even going and making a tackle himself, but being a guy that they had to focus in on, I think opened up a lot of lanes for other guys. Um, But I think, yeah, there's so much opportunity there for guys to step in on the defensive line. I think – Guy like Quiddy Pay, he kind of came on there a few, few games middle to late in the season where he showed glimpses, um, but he maybe just didn't have the time necessary on the field to learn, you know, game speed, what it takes to be a Big Ten um, defensive player. And so I think this opportunity now opens the door for him to say, "Hey, I'm the guy, and let's go." Absolutely. And for me, whether it's the impact that Devin Bush makes literally in terms of his playmaking, this is leadership too. What a vocal leader he was, uh, just kind of the quarterback of the defense this season. And so you need someone to step up in that role again for this game. Uh, you saw a game against Ohio State, and Ohio State had a really good offense, obviously, but a lot of miscommunication, a lot of breakdowns. You need a guy like Devin Bush in there to to lead a comeback, to to lead a defense who's maybe struggling at parts. I mean, it's more than just the coaching staff. It's players executing and communicating on the field as well. And so you're going to have to turn to, to somebody else to be that. Uh, again, there's people who have not made their decision, like Shea Patterson has already, to announce a return or even announce a departure. And so biggest question marks are probably on defense uh, next season. But again, if a guy like Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, highly touted guys, there's a lot of guys coming in, a lot of guys on the roster that we haven't heard a lot from. Those are guys that I think are going to be able to make an impact now and then obviously 
uh, later on in the season. Again, speaking of the defense and kind of the unknown of who's returning, you can kind of look at the defensive backs. Uh, I'm looking at guys like David Long, LaVert Hill, Josh Metellus. There's a lot of guys who have that potential uh, to reach the next level and even enter the draft, Uh, maybe not making decisions just yet. But one person that I can't stand that we don't see more is Ambry Thomas on defense. We've seen him do very little on offense, maybe more towards the beginning of the season. Uh, And we've seen him do a lot on special teams. But uh, this guy came in as a defensive player, and I think that he can make an extreme impact moving forward. And I honestly think whether it's this game or in the future next year, that he's a guy where you wonder why Harbaugh and company didn't just put him on the field sooner and more consistently. Yeah, and that, that's the exact thing of why I'm not necessarily worried. I think back to the start of last season when we were replacing something like 10 of the 11 starters on defense, and there were just a lot of question marks of these guys that were really hyped up coming out of high school or really hyped uh, really hyped up their first or second year at Michigan, just hadn't had the opportunity because of, of good starters ahead of them. Well, now we're kind of in that same situation. Um, we obviously don't have a full – offseason to prepare these guys but hopefully during the season they've been preparing and and learning the tricks of the trade and a guy like Ambry Thomas yeah he's a playmaker he should be out there it makes you think you know what what's going on at practice or what's going on in the mind of the coaches because everything I read they they seem to rave about the guy they seem to like him he's obviously a playmaker um maybe he's just you know he's been just one injury away from getting that break or one you know, bad decision by somebody on a Saturday night from getting his break to, to get into the starting lineup. And maybe now is the time. Maybe you're right. And maybe he comes into this bowl game and has a coming out party, I guess. Um, I think going forward, he's a guy that you're definitely excited to have on the field. Hopefully, hopefully he lives up to what everybody says. I think that he will based on what we've seen. Um, yeah, I think he's a he's definitely a playmaker. I just don't know why we we haven't gotten him on the field more. I think we'll see more of him. I think we'll see more of everybody that we talked about. And again, just that impact that this game can have on those players we mentioned, and and obviously many other players that we even haven't mentioned. I think moving forward, we'll see a lot. And the last thing, second to last thing, I want to end on is I feel like last year in a very tough season. I think, what, 8-4 and four heading into the bowl game. Uh, ended up losing that game, a just complete meltdown. That was a game where you're like, well, not a great season, but uh, a chance for a guy like Bram Peters to show what he has and, and kind of a, an interview a resume builder for the next season. This was uh, before official Shea Patterson news, even though uh, everyone thought that we were leaning towards seeing that. That turned into almost a nightmare of a bowl game. I was there. Um, it was 40 degrees in Florida. It was miserable. They lost in probably the worst fashion possible. That seemed like it should have been a game to kind of preview what's to come. I really hope, one, we see a different result against Florida. And two, I would love to see if any changes are going to be made. A lot of people are talking about the passing game, better utilizing the receivers better utilizing Shea Patterson's strengths. You don't have the the reliable Karan Higdon to hand the ball off to. Again, not saying that Chris Evans, True Wilson, and Christian Turner, or any of these other guys uh, aren't capable, but 
do you think Harbaugh lets it fly more? Do you think we'll see some in-game adjustments, um, maybe some different formations? Do you think that this will have a different feel and almost like a future feel, maybe in comparison to last year's bowl game? Every part of me wants to say yes. Every part of me wants to say, Shea Patterson, go out and throw it 60 times. Um, but there has been nothing in Jim Harbaugh's time at Michigan that leads me to believe that that's going to happen. Uh, it seems to be kind of the same game plan every time. Um, just kind of the ho-hum, go out and throw it 20 times, and we'll try to run the ball, And even when it's not working. Um, I think that Shea Patterson might throw more in this game. I don't I don't think he's going to go out and throw it 40, 50 times a game. Um, but I think he might throw it more. I still don't think he's going to be throwing deep balls a lot. I think a lot of it will be short. Um, let's try to control the clock. Let's try to help our defense since there's so many uh, new faces in there, guys that – not new faces, but haven't played as much this year. Let's try to keep them off the field as much as we can. Um I don't know. I'd like to see him open it up. I'd like to see Shea Patterson running the ball. I'd like to see, you know, throwing it all over the place. But I just don't – I don't think Harbaugh is going to do that. Yeah, it's tough. You're right. I mean, the fact that you haven't seen a lot in Harbaugh's time at Michigan to think that he's actually going to come out and make such drastic changes. And, yeah, when you've prepared one way for every team on the schedule uh, – I feel like you don't have that much time between the last game and the bowl game to change anything dramatically, but there is definitely a passing plan in place, maybe opening that up or at least letting Shea Patterson throw the ball a little bit more. But yeah, they're absolutely going to try to uh, get the the ground game going. Uh, you, you want guys to have opportunities. A lot of people are talking about how Christian Turner will have a big chance to play without burning a red shirt with that new rule. And so I expect just as much run as pass still, but hoping for uh, some things through the air uh, that we've seen bits and pieces of through the season, maybe seeing that a little bit more consistently or more regularly uh, in this game, uh, because I think that that will be more of what will work next year, uh, just because of Shea Patterson's ability to to do things that recent quarterbacks in Michigan have not been able to do. And so for him to return there's obviously a belief that he has that they can be good, and hopefully that uh, belief in him from the coaches uh, to let him kind of take over games. I mean, again, he just compared to the uh, the amount he threw at, at Ole Miss, it's not even close at, at Michigan when comparing the two. And so hope, hopefully we'll see more of that. So lastly, before we wrap up here, do you have any predictions uh, for the bowl game this weekend? Well, going back, I mean, kind of hitting on that last point and what you said earlier, I would love to see him connect a couple deep balls to Tariq Black, um, see Tariq Black get in the end zone. I think it was the, the Penn State game he had that touchdown that got called back, if I remember right. Um, and before I got called back, the entire team was pumped for the guy. I mean, how can you, how can you not be pumped for the guy? Um, I think I really – I'm really worried about Tariq Black going forward. Um I obviously don't know any inside information, but I, for me, it's really easy to look at the guy and say, well, things haven't gone so hot at Michigan. Um, this is kind of the way the world works right now. Things aren't going hot. You transfer. Um, I could see him transferring back home uh, to what school. I don't know, but not maybe having the all-star breakout seasons that he's had or that he was hoping to have these first two years due to injury. 
Um, so I think him having a big game in this bowl game could be could go a long way for his his time at Michigan. Um, I don't know. I I think that Michigan's going to try to control the game on the ground if they can, or with short pa- short passes um, to keep their defense off the field and keep some of those. Uh, guys without as much experience off the field. Um, I could see it being a lot like the 2000, well, when was that? When they beat Florida a few years ago in the, in the bowl game. Um, it was kind of a close game at the first half, and then Michigan just came out and blew them away. I could see that happening in this game for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you. I feel like this is a game that uh, could really go anyway just because of what happened in the bowl game last year. Um, technically, I guess that was a 2018 bowl game, but I feel like Michigan has the ability to, to kind of uh, blow Florida out in similar fashion to the last bowl game. I feel like it could be a very close competitive game with, with two quarterbacks playing really well and, and lots of playmakers. And I also feel like Florida could uh, kind of hand it to Michigan, uh, a team that's well-coached and trending up, like I mentioned earlier. And so I ultimately think Michigan will win this game. And I really think at least one of those players, Craig, we got to be right about one of those players, will absolutely have a monster performance. And I hope that fans uh, can be happy about a win, uh, but even more happy to say, you know what, big guys didn't play in this game, losing a lot of talent to the NFL as always. Uh, But you know, this is going to be another great opportunity next season for, for Michigan to kind of control their destiny, win some big football games early, and hopefully uh, win the key matchups as the season goes on. So I expect a Michigan win. Excited to watch it. Excited to hopefully talk about a win on um, the new year. Uh, and overall, I'm happy with the season, uh, even though there were a couple of disappointing moments. Any last thoughts from you? Uh, I just think it's great that we're sitting here uh, talking about a 10 or 11 win team and fans being upset about that. Uh, there were definitely days during Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez that we we couldn't wait for these days uh, to be back. And it's just good to have a team that at least goes out there and is competitive despite the second half of the Ohio State game. Um, I'm just excited for Michigan football in this bowl game and going forward. Absolutely. Well, that will wrap it up this time for Divine Intervention. Thanks for tuning in uh, and enjoy the the bowl game, the holiday weekend, college football playoff, whatever you plan to do. Be safe, have fun, and as always, go blue.